the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Is the parade canceled? No? Okay, just checking. I think it was there for a little bit. Hey, everybody, it's John Bedell, former Flyer and University of Dayton Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. We're coming to you live from the renovated Flanagan's Pub. We're back in person this year here at Flannies after Dayton home games. Dayton a winner in the home opener by 10, 64-54 over UIC. But, uh, Keith, there were some people heading for the 75 bridge over there ready to jump right off at halftime because Dayton was down 7, and it was uh, not looking good. Not the most inspiring seven minutes of basketball to close uh, the first half as the Flames closed it out on a 19-2 run. Uh, but, Keith, a team that's this young, this many new guys, as we were talking during the break, you said, hey, they're going to face some adversity, and this is a team that, as they grow, you hope they grow, uh, they're going to have to deal with adversity like this to continue to get better. Yeah, and, and, you know, unfortunately with the amount of new players that we have, the amount of uh, guys that are going to be playing bigger roles uh, this year, and just new faces all over the place, learning a system, playing together, it's, it's going to be like that. A little bit. You're going to see swings like that uh, within single games. You're going to see swings like that from game to game. There's going to be times where this team, and and even tonight, they look really, really good. And there's other times where they look really, really bad, and they're struggling to figure it out. I mean, that's that's part of the business, and that's part of uh, this coaching staff's job is to get them all on the same page. And, you know, hopefully, you're right, these kids learn a little bit as to, you know, when we're down – what do we do? What's our go-to on defense? What's our go-to on offense? How do we dig ourselves out of it? And unless we go through those growing pains, we're not going to know how to handle it in big-time games. Yeah, and it's good to see them face some adversity and, and early on in the, in the home opener, the season opener, pull it out and come out a winner because there was times, Keith, of this game where it didn't look like they might have pulled it out because they looked dead in the water for stretches. No, and there's – you know. It's easy to point to uh, historical Dayton teams, right? So let's go back to last year. When we're going through those stretches like we did the last uh, seven minutes of the first half, after a couple of possessions, after a couple of minutes, we realize that we're struggling. We drop a play. Ibby Watson, big-time three. Maybe Ibby Watson, another big-time three. And now we've got new life. Now we've got our energy and we've got our legs back and, and we've weathered the storm. We don't have Ibby Watson this year. Big surprise, you know, to, to everybody that was there. But who's going to be Ibby Watson this year? Who's going to hit that big shot? But it's so early, we don't know, the, we don't know that answer yet. We don't know if it's going to be Kobe Elvis stepping up and, you know, finishing a big drive to the basket or if we're going to go to, to Monty Kamara, Deron Holmes, back to the basket, low post, isolation. They're not doubling, so go get us a basket or get to the foul line and, and help us uh, – break the drought or you know a drive kick to Kobe Bray in the corner you know shoot us out of this we haven't gone through that yet uh you know at some point we'll get to a routine uh we'll find out what works for us but until then you know we we've got to be put in that situation because that's when the true growth is going to happen for this team not a great night offensively for the Flyers you know they top out with 64 points and Larry as they went to halftime we're just coming out of halftime it said look not a good shooting half at all as they were getting ready to start the second half. Overall, not the best shooting night both frames considered for Dayton. They were 47% from the field uh, overall. They were, yeesh, 2 of 14, Keith, 
14% from beyond the three-point arc, and they shot 61% from the line, 14 of 23 uh, were the Flyers at the charity stripe tonight. Uh, so I think what did them in was clearly the last seven minutes of that first frame because UIC goes on a 19-2 to two run. And then the first seven minutes of the second half, so that 14-minute stretch that bookends halftime, was less bad than the seven minutes to close the first half, but still not great. They seemed like they were starting to get their sea legs under them, but uh, still trying to recover from whatever sort of hangover they had after the end of that first half. Yeah, and I, and I think that's it right, right there is – uh, we've got to get into game shape. Uh, I don't think that we're quite there yet. I think once we get our legs under us, when we get into better, to better shape, that we'll be able to make those shots because we're not going to be as tired. We'll have legs under us to be able to get those shots off and have them be quality shots, be able to <coughs> excuse me, to, uh, continue to run the offense and get good open shots, and that's what we're going to make. You know, it, it, It's tough to make – Shots that when you have to force threes that are contested that don't come within some type of offense, and we had a number of those tonight. Um, but again, I think as as we get into better shape, as the season progresses, we'll get higher quality shots, which in turn is going to lead to a higher percentage of made shots. Only a couple guys in double figures tonight, Keith. Tumani Kamara with 15 and 10, a double-double for Tumani in his Dayton debut. Kobe Elvis uh, with 10. Other guy, only other person close to double figures was R.J. Blatney with nine. But nice game from Kamara, Keith, and you can see uh, what guys like yourself and Brooks and Rex that I talk to that are there in practice every day and see this kind of stuff. Uh, Tumani Kamara is going to be a dude. I mean, he is he is a really special talent. He, he really is, and, he, and he's got so many different parts to his game and so many different ways that he can score, uh, which makes him such a valuable weapon and such a deadly weapon for our offense. Uh, and, you know, it's just going to continue to get better for him as other guys step up and make shots too. It'll open more things up. I mean, you see him, uh, he scored a number of baskets in the low post, uh, back to the basket where he just, you know, starts off back to the basket, face up, you know, a quick shimmy, and he's by his guy before you even know what's going on. Or he's had, you know, a little jump hook, uh, drives to the basket well, very physical player. Uh, but, again, I think the rest of the team, how that, that's how this is going to go on a given night. Uh, you could have a number of different people step up. I think R.J. Blakeney scored all of his points like within the first five minutes of the game, and he lo- I, it took advantage of opportunities that were afforded to him, and that's what we need guys to do. And as soon as you, you know, coach wants to make an adjustment, we need to focus on this guy, he's scoring, somebody else steps up. And generally we're unselfish enough of a team uh, to capitalize on that. You know, again, I – Leading back to my being in shape, being able to run our offense, making shots. We only had 11 assists tonight, which is not uh, indicative of how Anthony Grant teams normally are. We, you know, we're shooting for 20 assists, but 11 off of 24 made field goals is is uh, tells me that our offense got a little stagnant. It's John Bedell and it's former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski here with you live at Flanagan's Pub as we await the live post-game comments of Dayton head coach Anthony Grant. He'll be live with Larry Hansgen over at UD Arena in a little bit. So as we await Coach Grant's thoughts, Keith, I'll ask you really uh, those two seven-minute stretches to close the first first half to open the second second half. What for you went wrong in those stretches that had uh, UD Arena uh, turning into Puckerville for Dayton fans over there? Well, I thought we started off the game with tremendous effort on defense. <clears throat> and we forced UIC into a number of bad shots. We forced UIC into a number of missed shots. 
And then we just kind of settled in and got too comfortable. Uh, we started off making shots, and about halfway through that last seven minutes, kind of those roles flip-flopped. We got a little comfortable, hands down. They got a couple threes, a little bit of momentum. Things started flowing for them. Uh, we weren't pushing as hard within our half-court offense. We weren't finishing shots. We were not driving creative, being as tough with the ball, and getting good open shots that we could make. Um, and I think a little bit of that, again, I'm going to point back to uh, us being in game shape as part of it. And then, again, just guys trying to figure out roles. Who's going to be the go-to? Who's supposed to be the one that's driving this offense? Who's the leader of the team? I, you know, things that we just haven't figured out yet. And I don't know if we have, you know, one guy that's going to stand that has stood out yet. Yeah. I think Tumani Kamaro definitely could be that guy. Um, I think Kobe Elvis could be another driving force in this team uh, as, a, as a team leader, but we're going to need somebody to step up and, you know, vocally lead this team as to, you know, bring them all together and say, guys, you know, we got to get a stop. It's not anything that Anthony's going to draw up uh, in, the, in the huddle. This is a pure effort and focus type of thing. Let's, let's dig in. Yeah. Conversely, Keith, I wonder what you saw. Let's say that final 10 minutes where they really kind of took control and, and salted this game away. Uh, what did Dayton change that final 10 minutes to put this thing away and to come away with the 10-point win? I, I, I legitimately think they just fed off the crowd. Uh, I, I don't think it was – I mean, it was like uh, we made a layup and then got a foul, and there was two guys I, – I mean, I looked directly across from where I was standing in the tunnels – Two guys halfway up, like uh, uh, the 100 section, stand up and they're pumping up the crowd. And for whatever reason, everybody just followed. It got really loud, and the team just fed off of that energy. And because it had been so dead in the at the end of the first half and so dead at the beginning of the first half, that energy just rejuvenated them. And it went from a basket to a stop and a tough rebound to another basket to another stop or a blocked shot and a steal to another basket and a foul and. It just kept building, and, and it was great to have that energy in the building again because if we go back to last year and there's only 300 people in the stands, that's not happening. And I don't know if we would have found that energy ourselves within this team. So, again, that's another learning experience. It's, that's great that we fed off of our home, our home fans. Right. They're, they mean everything to us, but when we're at LaSalle, or when we're at St. Joe's or some other, you know, hole-in-the-wall A-10 gym, do we have it within our own team to generate that energy? We're going to have to figure that out pretty quick. Yeah. I know it's only one game. I don't want to extrapolate too much, Keith. But right. just, just with a team that, that, that has this many newcomers that they're going to have to tinker with, Anthony and company, to make see how this fits and works and develop it, and so many youngsters, should – to try to be pragmatic here. I mean, should fans get used to, like, are we going to see ups and downs with this team throughout the year? I mean, this is not just going to be, hey, season of dreams, no. train keeps rolling. No, I think, 100%. I think last year unplugged that for a lot of people. 100%. It's, it's going to be ups and downs, like I said. Within the same game, uh, you'll see times, like even tonight, we looked really, really good. There's other times we looked really bad. And I think yeah. game to game it might be like that, too. You yeah. know, it's it's going to happen. Jekyll and Hyde kind of night for the Dayton Flyers, but in the end... They're a 10-point winner, 64-54 over UIC in the home opener. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this? Well, you're about to find out because he is live with Larry Hanskin on the floor at UD Arena on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hans get back here at the UD Arena. The Dayton Flyers uh, defeat the UIC Flames in the season opener 64-54. We're joined by Coach Anthony Grant. And Coach, you know, you, you want to play a 40-minute basketball game and all 40 minutes count, but there was two seven-minute periods. A really bad seven minutes to end the first half, but then you're down nine at the 11 minute, about the 11 minute mark, second half. Over the next seven minutes, you go to 19 nothing run and, and basically win the game. Yeah, I thought it was a tale of two halves. You know, the first half, I, I thought we started the game off really well. The first 12 minutes or so, I thought defensively we were locked in. And then, you know, you see this with a young team. Sometimes when things don't go well offensively, it impacts what you do on the other end of the floor. So that's a lesson that we'll have to learn from this. We miss free throws, we miss layups, we miss open shots. And you saw it affect what we were doing on the other end. And like a good team, this is a good team that we played today, a veteran team. They took advantage of some of those. They found their rhythm offensively. All of a sudden, the three-point shot starts going down for them. And they ended the half really well, you know, and uh, obviously coming in at, with a deficit at halftime. Uh, you know, we could look at certain things that, that affected us. The three-point line, our, our inability offensively to find a rhythm. We had four assists at the half. I thought we were playing kind of out of sorts. In the second half, we were able to establish a little bit of a post game. We were able to get them in foul trouble. We found a rhythm offensively, and then our defense, I thought, went to another level. The first eight minutes or so, we traded baskets. Uh, they were able to, to, to add to that seven-point lead, as you mentioned, get a, get a nine-point lead. But I thought the last uh, 11 minutes of the game, our defense really took over and won the game for us. Uh, I think we, we ended up giving up maybe 10 points the last 11 minutes of the game. And the thing that, uh, you know, doesn't show up on a stat sheet, but I'm sure you keep those stats, is that uh, th those hustle plays, the deflections, the balls that were just kept alive. And, and I thought that uh, your guys did a lot of things that, you know, they, they didn't look smooth, it didn't look pretty. It looked gritty, yeah. and that's what it takes to win. Yeah, you know, we, we have a saying that, that hustle make, can make up for mistakes. You know, we made a sh our share of mistakes. Uh, I thought, you know, we had great activity, you know, as you mentioned, the hustle plays, loose balls, 50-50 balls, you know, Pooh's charge I thought was big. Uh, I thought the crowd tonight really get, juiced our guys and gave them the energy they needed to be able to finish strong. We had, we had a, a group out there for an extended period of time that gave us a, a great lift, and I think the crowd had a lot to do with that. But certainly, yeah, we tracked those hustle plays as a big part of what we want to do defensively. I don't know the final numbers, but I think we were pretty good tonight. You know, this was a tough game. And, and, and tough games toughen you up. And, and uh, are you hoping that your guys are going to come away tonight, you know, feeling good that they won a game, but also feeling a little exposed and like, okay, I got some work to do? Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's the thing we always talk about, that you want to learn through winning, you know. And so I think, I think you're right. I think everybody can look at the game tonight. And I know I, I think I'll, I'll learn a lot. I learned a lot watching the game today, and I'll learn a lot once I get a chance to break down the film about, you know, our team and, and, and where we need to be moving forward. You know, I, I think when you look at offensively, you know, what we did tonight, going two for 14 from the three-point line, uh, 14 for 23, I believe, from the free throw line. You know, we didn't have one of our, our better offensive nights. I think shots that we're more than capable of making. But we were able to make that up with the effort that we gave defensively. So that lesson right there for a young team to be able to understand that, you know, what you do on the offensive end, sometimes you can't control whether or not a shot goes in.
But when you play with effort and energy, you give yourself a chance. All right, Coach. Uh, congratulations Appreciate on it. being back. All right. Yeah, congratulations on back. win number one. Appreciate you guys. Go Flyers. All right. Uh, that'll wrap things up here on behalf of uh, Brooks Hall, who sat in beside me tonight for Bucky Bockhorn. Our engineer producer courtside here, uh, Alex uh, Schilling, our halftime host, Ron Otto. I'm Larry Hanskin. Again, our final score was Dayton 64, UIC 54. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub. I'm John Bedell. He right there is former Flyer and University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Famer Keith Wallacekowski. And your Dayton Flyers are a winner in the opener. 64-54 over the mighty UIC Flames. Uh, Keith, it's it's going to be a year we were talking during the break of, I, I think this might be a Flyers team that people should buckle up and maybe expect some boomer bust potential as we as we go throughout the year and we hit the ups and flows of the season. Oh, for sure. They're, they're going to make us go through a whirlwind of emotions. There's going to be some really high highs. There's going to be some really low lows. But, uh, you know, I think buckle up, enjoy the ride. Uh, I, th- I think we'll see a lot of growth over the over the course of this season, yeah. but it's it's not going to come without some bumps in the road. And I think that's just the nature of a team like this that's young, that's got a lot of newcomers, that has sky-high potential. But as we always talk about on this show, they don't play the games on paper, and potential never won you a single game. You've got to cultivate that and make it work. Uh, but I think there's a, there's a hope, and I think rightfully so, because of the potential and the talent on this team uh, from Dayton fans that maybe th- this team is going to be like a, kind of like a baby deer trying to get their legs underneath them. Mm-hmm. But once they start take off and start running they're going to look really good yeah eventually and once they become comfortable in different situations and everybody kind of figures out their role i mean we're so we're so early in this season with so many new guys and again in different roles they don't fully know their roles yet they're not fully comfortable in the roles that the coaches are asking of them yet so there's there's a lot of situations that they're going to have to be in that they're going to have to play their way through figure out what works what doesn't who's going to do what who's comfortable doing all those different things and 
you know, the coaches can kind of figure that out too. They're going to figure out what lineups do we have to go to if we need to get stops. What lineups do we need to go to if we need to get points to dig us out of a rut, to keep things going, if we need to keep our foot on the gas or put our foot on their necks and actually absolutely drive a team into the ground. And that's going to be different teams, different lineups along the way. The good thing is we got a lot of depth. We got guys that are capable of doing a lot of things. And, you know, I keep saying there's a lot of potential within this team. We have to realize that potential, but then it's going to come with a, with a pretty steep learning curve. And I think there's a, the anecdotal sense I get from just running into Dayton fans in my line of work over the last, you know, several months, Keith, over the summer in particular. I think Dayton fans, are there's an excitement and an anxiety and an, an anxiousness to get this season going to sort of cleanse last year because, let's be frank, it was a weird year with COVID. There was fewer than 100 people in the building most times. And you followed up Season of Dreams with, quite frankly, a season that a lot of us would just as soon rather forget last year. Um, but I think in that excitement, we can't forget that it's not always going to be pretty, especially in the home opener, because, like, look at what Ohio State did tonight. They took a, literally a last-second shot to beat the, the mighty Akron Zips at, in Columbus. Uh, let's not forget IPFW. You know, that was a sloppy game for Dayton. It took a Jordan Seibert three to win against IPFW in the home opener. That team ends up in the Elite Eight. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying we shouldn't lose the perspective of let's not maybe overreact uh, to the home opener because they're not always pretty. No, I, I completely agree. You can't overreact to one game. I don't think you should overreact to any one game uh, in and of itself in this non-conference schedule that we have with this team. And, you know, yeah, like you said, the, the, there was a game where we needed a game winner uh, home opener, and we end up in the Elite Eight, and that was the same type of season. Bumpy road the whole way. Uh, wasn't a great conference season. We finished fifth where we're picked to finish this year, um, and, I, you know, I agree with you. I don't plan on making the Elite Eight. It would be nice if we gave ourselves an opportunity <laughs> to, to be there, possibly be talking about it. You know, uh, the, the hopeful optimist in me wants to – wants to think that we might have that shot. But, again, the realist in me just knows that it's going to be a bumpy, a bumpy ride yeah. along the way. It was an ugly night offensively. Anthony and Larry talked about that. We went over the stats earlier. 24 of 51 from the field, 47%. An abysmal 2 of 14 from beyond the arc, 14% from three. And they shot 61%, 14 of 23 from the free throw line. So, as Anthony and Larry talked about, awful offensive night. But Anthony said it was a night where pack your defense, it travels. Uh, their their defense made up for what was a pretty poor offensive. And evening. here's the thing that I love about Anthony Grant, too, and their staff, because I, I guarantee you they're already watching the film, and they're going to break this film down, and they will sit with those kids in a room and as a team and as individuals and show them the good, this is what works, here's what you did, here's why it worked, the bad, this is what you did here, this is the decision you made, here's why it was wrong, look at all these other options of what you could have or should have done and not in a way to, uh, you know, to point the finger and say you're terrible and beat them down. But, again, as a learning experience because we've gone through this, let's learn, let's grow. This is what you did. What did you see here and why did you do it? Okay, I don't agree with that. Here's what you should have done and here's what I'm seeing and why you should have done it and the positive impacts that it's going to have on the rest of the team. And they'll do that for each player and each game and each decision that's made. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And then at the same time, they're going to be preparing for another game too. So um, it's, it's going to be a, a learning. Is that, that's going to be the learning experience is going to be the phrase of the year for us. Yep. The Bud Light Mike is one of the ways you can jump on the show. 
It's the part of the show where you do some of the work, but we don't pay you. Sorry, Jeff, it's just not in the budget. Jeff's in Dayton, and he's at the Bud Light mic. Hey, guys. Uh, I, yeah, definitely Coach Grant has a, a whole lot of good uh, teachable uh, film from this game, uh, particularly with the guards. Their play was pretty abysmal. Uh, I mean, you talked about the lack of assists, but the number of times, I don't know that there was any of our guards that didn't over-penetrate and get trapped down on the block or under the basket tonight. Um, and probably between Camara and, and Holmes, they could have probably put in another 12 or 14 points if someone would feed the post when they're open. They, there was a lot of missed opportunities when those guys on the, on the pick and roll either were open down the lane or uh, Holmes got out on the break. A couple times they made, they made a couple of passes, but there were a couple other times he was running wide open or ahead of the ahead of the defense and uh the the, they just didn't make the guards didn't make the passes tonight and that was that was disappointing after the cedarville game where you know everybody was everyone was passing the ball and everyone was making shots yeah well i hope that mr holmes and mr kamara don't pull a mr odell beckham senior and make a youtube video of all the times they were open and didn't get the ball that'd be awkward yeah that would be bad um but uh, you know and uh, to go to, Put it follow, on Instagram. To, to follow up on those i think cedarville would, would make a lot of division one teams look really good um and, and you know we kind of wore them out but again there were some things that we did well i thought uh, as these guys again are getting used to playing each other or playing with each other against now a different team not themselves uh, so, because in practice you can cheat. You know how guys play, and you can you can cheat the plays, even though you're trying to disguise it to the coaches that you're not cheating the plays. Um, but as guys penetrate, uh, you know, Tumani's going to figure out which direction he's got to go. How does how does Kobe Brea or how does Kobe Elvis uh, when he gets to the rim? Does he like to go straight up? Does he like to stop and uh, turn around, shoot a little fadeaway? Is he going to spin? Is he going to reverse layup? Like those are all these little things that guys are comfortable making, the different moves, but each individual is comfortable making different moves. And so they're trying to figure out what do they have to do to put themselves in position uh, when player A is driving versus when player B is driving versus when player C is driving. And, uh, again, that will come more naturally the more times that they're in those situations and with all the experience. And each time they play a game against a different opponent, they'll figure that out more and more. One of the other things that, that Anthony pointed out in his postgame comments with Larry Keith was that he talked about how he feels like when you have a young team in particular, when the ball's not, when shots aren't falling for you, when you're having a tough offensive night, that lets you get down and then affects you on the defensive end, affects your play on the defensive end, and then the defensive end of things starts to, you know, lack for the Flyers as well. So how do young guys like that overcome, if you're having a bad shooting night, the mental fortitude to just get over it, put your big boy pants on, and go out there and still play well on the defensive end of the floor? Well, uh, I'll tell you the one thing that's different this year than has been for the Dayton Flyers in the year past is that if you don't figure it out, he's going to turn and look down his bench and he's got somebody else that's going to come in for you. <laughs> that's a good motivator. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's, there's nothing like playing time or, or parking yourself. That, you, know, you used to get yelled at the past couple years. You're getting yelled at on the floor because we didn't have a better option. Now you're going to sit next to him and you're going to have a, a lot of time to talk it out with, uh, with one of the assistants. So, you know, I would say that, that, would be, that would be number one. Number two is, you know, again, you, over the course of a game, you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. You gotta, you gotta have a short-term memory uh, when it comes to the mistakes, and uh, hopefully, you can just 
figure out what you did wrong, why you did it wrong, and not do it wrong the next time you're in the situation. Yeah. Well, like we said, it was an up-and-down effort for the Flyers today, but uh, they pulled out in the end. A 10-point win, 64-54 over UIC to win the home and season opener. It's John Bedell, Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. For the last time tonight, welcome back into the newly renovated Flanagan's Pub as it's John Bedell and former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski here with you for Flanagan's. We are back at Flanny's in person this year after a year off of mostly being uh, doing the show remotely, Keith. I told Rex on Monday night, I'm used to seeing you guys, you know, just your face on a Zoom screen. It's nice to be able to do the show in person again this year. Yeah, it is. Good it's, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to be around people. Uh, it's good to be into the, in, in the atmosphere again and not taking that call yeah. from the from the couch with the lights all low and making sure you're close enough to the Wi-Fi <laughs> so I can uh, – <laughs> Hear everything you're saying. And it's nice to be in an arena that is uh, – I wasn't there tonight, but I was there Monday for the exhibition game. I was listening to Larry tonight. Um, it's nice to be in an arena that has an actual atmosphere in it as opposed to just last year with the white noise they were pumping in just didn't do it for me. It was like oh, a study hall. Awful. You could hear just sneakers squeaking and stuff like that. It was it was not fun. So it's good to have the Flyer faithful back. And Dayton a winner tonight, a 10-point winner with 13,000 of their closest friends uh, in attendance to boot. So, Keith, not always pretty. Uh, home openers and the season openers aren't always, but the important thing is they come away with a win. And as Anthony told Larry in his postgame comments, you'd rather learn through winning, obviously. And when Anthony says that, it always makes me think of something Archie Miller used to say. He had a more, more folksy way of saying it where, you know, he would say it's – and Brian Gregory had something similar where uh, it's it's easier to, to patch the roof when the sun's shining, right? Yeah, and, and a good thing <laughs> – Which is how they always put that. And it's, we're not playing college football, so there's no style points that go along with this either. You know, we just got to make right. sure that we're finding ways to win games. And like you said, sometimes it's not going to be pretty. It doesn't always have to be pretty, but ultimately you got to find a way through all the adversity right. to win a basketball game every time you step out on the court. And that's the important thing. As long as they take this and they keep building, Keith, because as we mentioned, a team with a lot of potential, as long as they keep building and they're building themselves a good resume as the season goes on, we'll look back not even a week from now and not even remember the minutia of this game and how, you know, uh, how boom or bust it was. It's just, well, they won and that's, that's it. And that's, you know, and that's the tough part, too, as a, as a student athlete, as a college kid, like I said earlier, they're going to go back and they're going to watch this film. And it may feel at times that the coaches are riding them pretty hard because you're pointing out a bunch of mistakes. And you are, but th- the reason they're pointing them out is so that we can learn so that, so that they can grow. And ultimately, after they watch this film, it'll probably be tomorrow at some point, uh, they break it all down, and there'll be a point afterwards that the coaches will say, all right, we're going to put that behind us, let's learn from it, and now we're focused on the next game. Now let's focus on tape, taking step forward. And it, it kind of it doesn't absolve everything, but it at least gives you know kind of a, a a point to reference of now we're moving forward. Now it's you know scrap the clay. That's that's behind us. We've learned uh, what's next. How are we going to win the next basketball game? Yeah. Now what's next is the Fighting Elvis Presleys, uh, the UMass Lowell Riverhawks on Saturday. You turn around. Fun fact, 
<laughs> to know and tell that actually it didn't happen. Um, but, you know, you turn around, now you got UMass Lowell. And, and, Keith, you know, stuff gets real quickly for this team because they've got four games here at home before they turn around and go to Orlando to, oh, by the way, Miami waiting down there for them. So. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's not the, uh, it's not the 1920 team where we, we struggled through some of the early non-conference and there was playing a bunch of teams that really didn't have any names on the front of their jerseys, similar to what we got going on here, and we're just waiting for an opportunity to get right. on the national stage and really show everybody what we're about. Well, if we kind of do that and don't don't learn from what we're doing and figure out how we're supposed to actually play, we're going to get on that national stage and we're going to be embarrassed. And uh, hopefully we can, like I said, I mean, I feel like a broken record, but hopefully we're, we'll learn from it. We'll uh, come out against uh, UMass Lowell, like you said. And again, it seems like a nobody, but if you come out and you treat them like a nobody, they're going to make you look bad. UMass Lowell, it's, it's Elvis Presley's alma mater. That's how you remember that. Okay? Gotcha. Okay, that's, that's the mnemonic <laughs> device up there. Uh, and, you know, as, as Anthony was telling Larry that, you know, it's, it's almost good for especially these young guys to look at the film and feel a little kind of, you know, squeamish when you're watching it. Thinking, you know, you feel a little exposed watching that because that's that's good motivation I mean, for those guys. The, the film doesn't lie either. Like, yeah, that's true. You're, you're sitting in that room. You're like, oh, I hope he didn't catch this time where I really screwed that up. <laughs> oh, you bet he did. There it comes. He's going to pause it. He's going to get this it. one. Yeah, gonna I'm going to get this one. Out. And guys are like kicking each other underneath the table. And then they're going to give each other a hard time in the locker room. Yeah, he got you really good on that one. But – I mean, there's there's a serious message that goes along with that, and that's in there. And again, you, that's as much as a guy being behind you on the bench, you know, motivator, knowing that the knowing that the film yeah. is rolling, the eye in the sky is always watching, and you don't want to mess up because it's going to catch you. And I remember, I remember being in practice when you're on the practice court and the coaches are coaching, they don't see every last little thing. But BG used to start yelling at guys. And, you know, he'd point, where were you? Were you in the help side? Don't lie to me. And then he's pointing up at, at, the, at the crow's nest saying, the film's not going to lie. I'm going to see if you're lying to me after practice. Um, but, yeah, it's a little bit of a motivator, too. Yep. Well, I've got some work to do, but that's going to do it for us tonight. Dayton fans, one more time. Dayton winners, 64-54. We will talk to you Saturday after Dayton and UMass Lowell. So until then, from a partner tonight, Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. Go Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.